who's coming out to help with your problems from Swampscott, Massachusetts, all the way to LA. Who's getting out away from her children? Everyone knows it's Beverly. Oh boy, oh boy, it's a bonus episode for a podcast that hasn't mm. been released yet. It's not been released, but we've been preparing it and getting it ready for release. That was really good. Uh, yeah, thank you. Okay, so here's here's the situation, okay? This is what I would like, what I wanted to call this uh, special episode was the uh, coronavirus COVID-19 Chinese pangolin flu episode, okay? But I felt it was too long. So ultimately, that's exactly what this is, okay? This right here, right now, is me, Beverly Ginsburg, giving you a preview of my of my podcast, which is called uh, <clears throat> which is called the Human Condition with Beverly Ginsburg: Parenting Your Children and Yourself. And uh, Sam is going to help me out. But I wanted to address the current crisis that's going on in our country. You understand? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because there's a crisis. And here I am in Los Angeles, and, and Sam and I are the only people in this whole goddamn studio because everybody's terrified to come in here. Okay? And I'm, listen, I'm taking everything very seriously. And do you know why? Because it's very serious. No. Yes. Yes, but no. No. I'm taking it seriously. Me personally. Why I'm taking it seriously. You know oh. why I am? For me? Because you're a healer? No, no. 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 Okay. Don't get fresh. Okay, let me explain. For those of you who don't know, I am Beverly Ginsburg. I've recently located from Swampscott, Massachusetts to Los Angeles, California on a journey of self-discovery, self-care, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And I'm here to tell you that in the light of this crisis, we all have personal experience that helps us through. And the truth is, is that I have lived through so many pandemic epidemic, epidemic uh, illness, uh, you know, contagions, mm-hmm. okay? Been through them all. Okay, and here I am, still standing, both ovaries, just like a person, okay? I stand here on two feet, my two feet, not just any two feet, okay? But, uh, but let's go, let's, let's start, I mean, we can start at the beginning, okay? You know, smallpox, never had it, okay? okay. But could have, didn't, mm-hmm. okay? Polio, nope, that was, they, I escaped that. We had a vaccine by the time I was a teenager. And then I can tell you right now, okay, I've lived through AIDS, Mm-hmm. Okay. Didn't get AIDS. That's for the better, yeah. Yeah, didn't get AIDS. But I have had a number of things. Okay, I'll tell you the things that I have lived through. These are things you've contracted? These are the things I've contracted. The number one thing was dengue fever. Okay, from a Vietnamese tour guide on the Temple Sharat Hayam <laughs> bus tour to all the Jewish sites in Vietnam. How did you contract that one? Well, I'll t- you want to know how I... I'll tell you exactly how I contracted it, Sam. I happened to be making love to that tour guide. We had a fling. 
Okay. Which, on the bus? No, no, no. No, if it had been on the bus, I wouldn't have gotten dengue fever, and I'll tell you why. It's all interconnected. And also, there were other people on the bus, okay? I'm not that kind of, I'm not an exhibit, not quite that way. I don't do sex in front of other people n- anymore. So what happened was, is that we were on, we did a side trip into some, you know, I, don't, I can't remember what we saw. Some It was like a site of a Jewish synagogue that was there for five minutes, and then it's not anymore. And then we were, and then there was a pond or something behind it. I don't know. But we were, we were there for an open-air dinner. There was some sort of like open open air street market like uh, like we all had street food mm-hmm. which is very popular there like a meat on a stick anyway we all had we all drank okay we, we drank a lot of alcohol everybody had vietnamese beer which mm-hmm. was very fun okay we all had beer goggles do you know what beer goggles are Yes, when I you do. see people as more attractive than they are. Yep. Okay. And so, and we had this adorable little tour guide who was taking us through. I can't remember his name, but he was so cute. He looked like Josh Chan from Crazy Ex Girlfriend, who's actually Filipino. But honestly, it's not racist to say that Filipinos and Vietnamese look a little bit alike because they do look a little bit alike, a little bit, not a lot, but a little bit. Okay. Okay. So he's cute. And we were uh, clearly very attracted to each other. I mean, he spoke broken English, okay? And I speak no Vietnamese, okay? But I was trying to tell him that, you know, the bus was occasionally a little too warm and occasionally a little too cool, and we could not get the setting right for the temperature on the bus. I just remember having, that was neither here nor there. That's just, that's what the discussion was, at least on my end, okay? Mm -hmm. I I think something I said... It, when I was talking about how we couldn't adjust the air conditioning on the bus or the fans individually over people's seats, I think he interpreted that as I'm running hot and cold for you. Okay? Because oh. I kept saying, hot, 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 hot. Whoa, cold, 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 cold. And I th- <laughs> I think it was some sort of, to that, there was, I conveyed a message that he should come be with me. You understand? Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, I also am not saying that I, I contracted dengue fever from him. Okay? Oh. No. The circumstances with him, yes. Not let me explain. So we went into a brush, okay, like a. Mm. But a Vietnamese brush is like very wet. It's a wetland. It's like a like a swamp, okay. And we he laid down a little blanket, and before I knew it, he was on top of me. Now you'd think that that was some sort of assault, but I was there for it. Mm -hmm. I was. I had my beer goggles on, and I was absolutely all wound up, okay. I I might have actually turned myself on just by going hot, cold, hot, cold, hot. Hot cold. So anyway, we made love because at the time I was in between marriages, and guess what? I I'm a woman who could do what I want. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm in control of my own body. And this was unprotected. He he was the aggressor, but I was. Excuse me. You think you think because we had unprotected Vietnamese sex, that's why I got dengue fever? I assume that's where no. The story said it. That's not how dengue fever is contracted. So he took off all his clothes, okay, and he starts to get very involved with my vagina and his penis, and we're just about to come together, and I'm thinking, terrific, mm-hmm. okay? It wasn't what I thought I was going to get at the start of the conversation, but I'm happy where, where, it's, where it's headed. And he takes out from his back pocket a tiny little, what looks like a little net, but it's all balled up. Really? Yeah. He starts unfolding and unfolding and unfolding and unfolding and unfolding, and I see it's, it's a mosquito net. Okay, and he suddenly he flips it op- open like a blanket, like like a picnic blanket. But he puts it over him and over me. Okay, so now I'm thinking, oh, we're trapped inside a mosquito net. Hot, hot, hot. Mm-hmm. Okay, now he starts. That's when he starts making love to me. And when I say making love, I mean ha- jackhammering his penis, his Vietnamese penis, into my American Jewish vagina. Mm-hmm. And so we're ha- making love. Okay, and he is fun. 
I mean, he is fun. He's saying, he's saying whatever his expressions of fun are, they're not in my language, but I, I'm enjoying what they are. Okay. Uh-huh. I don't, I'm not going to do impression of what they are because I feel like that will be mi- misinterpreted he's a, he's by a, your generation is racist. And he's a smaller guy, right? Well, yeah, he was, he happened to be. Is very, he doing that fun small guy thing where he's like flipping you all around? No, no, no. That's what they do to a girl when a girl is a spinner. He was the spinner. I oh. was, I was flipping him around. Oh. So I was on the bottom and I was twisting him like, like a propeller. Okay. <laughs> oh, it was fun. It was fun. But when I was twisting him like a propeller, his foot caught the edge of the mosquito net and the mosquito nut went off of us and we were both Exposed. attacked to, by mosquitoes. Mosquitoes carry dengue fever. Oh my God, I'm sorry. I assumed it was from his penis. Now, but no, it's now from who's the, the racist? Me. Yeah. So basically, okay, I can. I didn't have symptoms for a while. I came home. I had dengue fever. My skin turned yellow. They had to give me a lot of blood transfusions. No Jeepers. more. But I made it. Okay? okay, I made it. Okay, so that's number one. What I survived. Okay. Mm-hmm. You ready for the next one? I don't know that I am. SARS. You had SARS? I had SARS. How did you get SARS? SARS bar. What was the Mars bar song? Mars bar song for Mars bars? I don't know that they had I a lo- song. By the way, they don't make Mars bars anymore. Yes, probably, they do. Probably because of SARS. Because who's going to want to eat the SARS make bar? Some, they make, oh, now I'm calling it that. They what? make Mars bars. No, I don't think they do. They, they, it's, what it was, was it was a, a Mars bar, I think, a Mars bar. Is it coconut? Are you out of your mind? That's an almond joy. That is an almond joy. No, a Mars bar has almonds Ew. and nougat and caramel, I yeah. think. But a Sars bar has viral bacterial <laughs> disease. And I ate a giant Sars bar a few years during the Sars epidemic. I didn't believe, okay? I thought this is bullshit. I thought it was an absolute, first of all, I thought to myself, they're trying. I said, they being the conspiracy, being whoever's conspiring to tell. The, I thought it was against the plot against the Jews and Israel, as because it usually is. Okay. And I thought, I'm not falling for this. Okay. So when everybody was canceling their flights, okay, and everybody was, now this was the thing. We were supposed to go on a temple trip, okay, a, a rabbi led trip. We were supposed to go to a different place in Asia. Uh-huh. Okay. We were supposed to go at that time, we were going to go to Hong Kong, Beijing, whatever. Everyone canceled but me. And I went up to rabbi, whoever the rabbi was at the time, can't remember. It was rabbi something Jewish. And I said to him, I am not canceling. I said, first of all, I know that you're not going to refund everybody. He said, we are refunding people. I said, well, I don't care. I said, I'm not afraid. Get me on a plane. Okay. He said, well, I'm not going to go, but I'm going to give you the itinerary for the trip. I got on the plane. I must have contracted SARS halfway over the Pacific Ocean <laughs> because I started sweating and I started growing bat wings out of my arms. Okay, which is part of the symptom is or else I was or else I was hallucinating from the disease and it was eating my brain. But what happens when you hallucinate with SARS is that you start to see yourself as a bat. So I was starting to get stiff, downward pointing, spiky gray hairs growing out of my chest and breasts. And I remember I was so delusional. This was bad. This was told to me afterwards that apparently I took off my clothes. During okay? the flight? During the flight. I thought I was a bat. Oh, yeah. They found- what would you do? Bats don't wear clothes. So I took off my clothes and I could feel the leathery, leathery wing sprouting from my elbow. Oh, I can summon it now. Sprouting from my elbow. And I thought, I can fly. 
I can fly. I don't need to be on a plane. Or at that time, in my mind, I thought, I don't need to be on this big white goose. Sure. Okay. I need to get out of the goose and fly Did you try home. and open the door? I sure did. Beverly. Well, a bat can't open the door. So I tried to peck, peck open the door. <laughs> I tried to peck it open with my whisker nose. Okay. Uh-huh. They don't have beaks, but I, they, they peck. And then also I had vampire teeth. So I started gnawing at the, at the door. They, they did restrain me. Okay. They brought me right back. Yeah. to where I was supposed to go. I can't remember who else was on the flight. It could have been completely empty because of the SARS academic, epidemic. But as you know, flights are still, there's empty flights did going on. Did you bite over. anyone? Did I bite anyone? Specifically, no, I did not. They were st- they were able to get, they, what they did was they put the mask over me before putting it on themselves. You understand? <laughs> so, they grabbed the oxygen mask and shoved it on my face so that it's, and so I couldn't. But I wanted to. I do remember the feeling of being a bat and really wanting to sink my teeth into the flesh of another human being. Isn't that interesting? Anyway, I got back to the hospital, and when I woke up, my daughters were above me. They must have been 18 or, you know, close to 15, 18, something in the middle. Uh, when they, and they woke up, and they were, I mean, they were horrified. Apparently, I'd been saying terrible, terrible, terrible things um, about Asia specifically. Um, but anyway, I made it through. Okay? Okay. What about MERS? You did not get MERS. How do you know I didn't get MERS? Bev, how did you get MERS? Israel. Go Middle on. East Respiratory Syndrome. I know. Where's Israel? Middle East. But I didn't go there. I went to Jordan, which is the border. Used to do little day trips. So I had been in Israel on a synagogue trip with Temple oh, Shirat Hayam. We went on a bus tour. Okay, it was me and a bunch of other ladies from the synagogue. Okay, and Shirley Himmelfab, I remember she was just driving me crazy. She was going through her divorce at that point. So it was Daniel this, Daniel that, Daniel this, Daniel cheated on me, Daniel has a mistress, Daniel has another family. Irregardless, I, I, for, for me, for me, it's like MERS at the time was a relief because it got me away from having to listen to her. You know what I mean? Not to mention she's very braggy. No, you know, she very, very, she, her daughter, okay, her daughter, Shirley Himmelfarb's daughter went to Harvard. We get it. Okay, a lot of people went to Harvard. Obama went to Harvard. Okay, Tommy Lee Jones went to Harvard. The, Obama's children go to Harvard. Mm-hmm. Harvard, Harvard, Harvard is Harvard. Okay, yeah. I'm not trying to dispel Harvard. I'm just saying that Daniel and Shirley Himmelfarb's son and daughter. Well, her son did not go to Harvard. That was see, that was what the problem was. Daughter I can't got into Tommy Harvard. Lee Jones went there. Yeah, of course, he was uh, roommates with Al Gore. So she, the daughter, got into Harvard. That was the story, and then the son couldn't get in. That's I remember correctly now. So it was, you know, he was like the black sheep of the family because because he, he was going to Dartmouth. I said Dartmouth's a wonderful school, it's an Ivy. But regard, why I have to consult her on Ivy League children is beyond me. I don't need my children to go to an Ivy League school to feel proud of myself. And I don't have children that go to an Ivy League school. And I am proud of myself. Do you understand? Yeah. Okay. So she's driving me crazy. And I thought, I'm going to do a day trip to Jordan. Okay. Now the MERS is going on, but it's just a rumor at that point. It's all over the news, but we're not watching the news. So to us, it's a rumor. Well, it's not a rumor. Yeah. You're not taking it seriously. We're paying attention. But you know, a lot of people on that trip were just like, you know what? I'm going to visit the Holy Land. I'm not going to get me. It's a non-refundable ticket. I'm going. Mm. Okay. I want to go to the Wailing Wall. I want to put in a wish. It turns out a lot of people put their message in the Wailing Wall was, please don't give me MERS. That was actually the message they wound up putting. Because as we were there, it was becoming more of a severe crisis Mm -hmm. for sure. So as a trip, I went to Jordan, okay, on a day trip. And it, I mean, just an extraordinary country. I mean, I remember there was like a mountain and there was a valley. 
and it looked like a desert. It was it was like all those things at once. I saw. I think sure. I think it was a camel. It was very 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 Middle Eastern, mm. very Middle Eastern. And we had a Middle Eastern lunch. It was provided for us. Okay, but now that I look back, okay, they were because that was when I started to feel sick. I had a bunch of hummus, pita. You have all kind of Mediterranean. It's a Mediterranean yeah. diet. You know, olive oil, mm-hmm. tahini, tabbouleh. Yeah. All that. So, I mean, I remember eating, okay, and feeling good. And then I looked into the eyes of, and don't get upset, world. Don't get, I don't want to hear, I don't want to hear your complaints. I'm not calling him a Muslim. I'm calling him an Arab. I think that's okay. Okay. The Arab waiter, okay, was coughing. Coughing, coughing. And he looked me in the eye while he was coughing. And I knew he knew Jew, sitting there because I was wearing a star of David. I don't take it off when I'm, I don't, I'm not going to take it off just because I'm there. You know, a couple people in my tour group, Shirley Himmelfab, if I remember correctly, you mm. should take that off before you go to Jordan. I said, I'm coming from Israel. They're going to know it's a Jewish person anyway. I said, are you crazy? I said, don't be ashamed of who you are. Okay. I'm not ashamed of who I am. Never. Anyway, I'm sitting there and I'm looking eye to eye with Farouk or whatever his name was. <laughs> okay. And he looks at me and I look at him and we're making, we made eye contact and I saw him deliver. He, he must've taken to give me a refill of whatever the drink was. It must've been like, yeah. you know, I, I couldn't have been drinking alcohol in the middle of the day. I wouldn't do that. I'll get a migraine. So it must've been just a cup of sparkling water. I got bottled water when I was there the whole time, just to be safe. They don't have Montezuma's revenge. It's not like Mexico, but I wanted a bottled water anyway. So I, he takes the top off the bottled water. I saw him go. He coughs in your water? Yes. And then to prove a point, I did not break eye contact with him. I took it from him, okay? Uh-huh. I took a sip right from it. It was right after that I started to feel very, 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 very ill. Now, it could have been, it could have been that he wasn't happy with my table manners leading up to that point, okay? I had been very demanding when we got to the restaurant. There were a couple of seats that they tried to put our Jew group in that mm-hmm. I didn't, I felt was disrespectful. I said, I don't want to sit, at, what are you putting me inside the ladies' toilet? Do me a favor, move me to that seat where I get a view of the mountain and the valley and the camel. Sure. Okay, so we had a little bit of complaining there. And then it took about what I think was five years to get the menus and then another 16 years to order our food. And I did let them know that I was not pleased with the service, okay? They brought us pita that was stale. I said, get back in there and go get us the fresh stuff, okay? And so he was fair that he wasn't happy with me, not fair that he gave me MERS. Okay, I, he, I got back and I was immediately diagnosed with MERS. And here's what happens when you have MERS, Middle East Respiratory Syndrome. You know why they call it that? I don't think that I do, Your actually. lungs take the shape of the pyramids. They, <laughs> they, they uh, thin out at the top and then, they, and then they fall out towards the bottom. They get thicker at the bottom so that your lungs start to pull, pull, push, push your rib cage further out. Okay, so the top of your body shrinks like the top of a like the top of a pyramid, and the b- bottom part of your body gets wider. Anyway, they took me now. Israel, 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 Israel. Borders closed right now. Don't get excited. You can't go. But what comes out of that country in terms of medical advancement? They yeah, had. How they treat you? They well, I again delirious. Only can see little moments, flashes of light from that time period. But I remember very specifically being hooked up to all kinds of machines and IVs and this, that, and the other thing. They gave me such beautiful care. Okay. I was back on my feet. And I want to say six to ten weeks. Okay. (laughs) I was walking around. And from there, do you know the first thing I did? I went to the Dead Sea. I went to the Dead Sea, the salty one. Oh, we have heard of that. I immersed myself 
immersed myself and then floated. Where did they tell you to go? Hmm? Did they say that was okay? Yeah, by then I was tested negative a couple of times. Yes, Sam, keep up. So I went to the Dead Sea and I laid there and I thanked God Hashem that I was done with the Middle East Respiratory Syndrome. No more MERS for Beverly. Okay? Do you want to hear about the next pandemic that I survived? I'm scared to, but please don't stop. H1N1 swine flu. where did you get swine flu? Where did I get? I mean, that's a funny story. Okay? If it weren't so, if it weren't so funny, okay, I wouldn't be able to laugh at it. You understand? Okay, but you can all have, you and your people can have your Easter hams. My people? Anytime you want. Yes, Gentiles. Okay? Now, at the time, okay, I was, this was about, now, H1N1 was about 10 years ago, okay? And at that time, I was dating a man, okay, named Ray Ray Natoli, Oh, yeah. Okay, it was a contractor. We don't speak anymore. I'm still friends with Dominique, his daughter. Mm -hmm. Okay. And we don't speak because he is very upset with me, probably because of this, probably because I'm blaming the swine flu on him. Okay. But but when I tell you, it's going to be very hard to point the finger somewhere else. Okay. Okay. You can try and point the finger somewhere, but the finger's going to be pointed where it where it goes. Okay. You can't you can't change the finger. Okay. I pointed the finger at at him Mm -hmm. because that's where it came from. I was invited to a very, very large gathering of Italian-Americans from the greater Boston area to celebrate Easter. Now, don't get me started, okay? I happen to think Easter is adorable, mostly because of the Cadbury eggs and the little chickens and the little chicks. Yeah, and I the know little, how you like and, and I like how bunnies give birth to chicks mm-hmm. in the Easter universe, which yeah. makes no sense. Yeah. So, and I also like it because it's a zombie story, you know, the Jesus coming back to mm-hmm. life and like, you know, brains or whatever. So I think it's adorable and I think it's fun for children. And I knew there were going to be a lot of nieces and nephews. Okay. So Ray Natoli, who'd been cooking all day, cooking, please. He went to Honey Baked or whatever and bought a ham, but he, whatever. He brings it home. And when I tell this is a ham. This is a ham from a pig the size of a cow. Okay. Sure. This is a, this is a ham that they need two card tables to put underneath because it's gonna mm. it's gonna crap. I mean, it's enormous. Okay. And I said to him, I said, I'll be honest with you. I said that piece of of pork is too big. Okay. There's been some sort of hormone injection. He said, absolutely not. Okay. And I said. I, 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 how can you say I got it from honey baked? Kept saying honey baked, honey baked, honey baked. I said, okay, okay. Now, so I had some ham. Why? Because it was not Passover. You understand? I was there to participate in somebody else's tradition. Sure. You don't go to a, a Passover dinner and bring spare ribs for yourself. So I wasn't going to go to an Easter dinner and bring matzah and say, I can't eat what That's you're eating. That's very sweet of you. Thank you. Now, I happened to, I thought I'll do... I took off a little edge, okay, with a little skin on it. Because nobody, anyway, I'll tell you what happened. I got a knife and fork, plastic knife and fork, and I ate it all. It was absolutely delicious. When I tell you what happened after that, imagine a bomb going off in your colon. <laughs> Have you ever had a colonoscopy? No, but I'm getting close, okay. aren't I? The prep for colonoscopy involves this liquid that you have to take that makes your, your asshole turn into a fire hose. Now, imagine you're not prepared. You haven't taken that liquid, okay? Within a half an hour, I was sitting on the toilet in the Natoli family home, and which very old plumbing, by sure. the way. And I could every time I, I did a poo, a poo-poo, I could feel my body rising off the toilet, 
Okay. Now this is also because I'm also starting to get lightheaded. Okay. I said, there's something wrong with that. Okay. There's something very wrong. They found me an hour later. Apparently they've been looking, lying next to the toilet, seizing. Okay. So they took me to the hospital, H1N1, H1N1. And I looked, I remember I woke up delirious, delirious. Okay. Little calmer mm-hmm. because now apparently, I don't know what they, how they slammed my uh, tushy shut or whatever they had to do. Because eventually what happens with H1N1 slime flu is you start pooping out all of your organs, your internal organs. Is that true? Probably not, but it's definitely what it felt like. I looked right into, right into Raina Tully's eyes. I said, where did, tell me the truth. Where did you get that extra large ham hock? And he said, Chinatown. No. And here's what I'm going to say. Okay. I love the Chinese people and I love China. This is not, what I'm going to say is not racist. Okay. I'm going to do something based on fact for once. Oh. Okay. I like that. Do you know what a pangolin is? They are the little dinosaur guys? Yeah. They're little, they're little, they're little, they're, they're, they're dragons. Yeah. Mini dragons. They're both mammal and scales. Okay. And they have hairs. And there are certain areas of in certain cultures in this world, China, where they take the scales and use them. And that, by the way, not just China, all kinds of parts of Asia, all over the world. People do crazy food things all over the world. In this particular instance, I'm talking about China a little bit because sure. that's where this particular strain of swine flu got into the ham hock that he did not get it honey baked. And it happened to come into my body and turn me into a, a butt exploder, into a rocket ship. Okay. So turns out this is the one thing pangolins, okay, very rare, Mm -hmm. but apparently they have these delicacies, properties, and they have these medicinal properties and people eat them to make, you know, make them feel better, whatever. All I'm telling you is that pangolins will, Google a pangolin. Oh, wait, listener, Google a pangolin, okay? And then say, oh, I'd love to freeze that and put it on a stick like a frozen banana. You would not. But anyway, somebody did. And then the pangolin pathogen gets into a bat patch, pathogen, gets into a pig pathogen. It's, it's really just the, the movie Contagion, okay? It's the same situation. And any culture in this world that is not practicing a little less of the cross-eating, cross-whatever, okay, get that, we get less into the population, okay? I'm not saying anything racist. I would go to China tomorrow and kiss everyone in Wuhan, okay? I would, because I love Everything. I love mahjong, and I love I love restaurants. I love, 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 love. But I'm talking. I'm making a plea anyway to save the pangolin. Okay, if only because a pangolin would make an adorable pet, like a bearded dragon. Oh, cute. Anyway, my point in saying all of this, Sam, and to all of my listeners, my podcast coming to you soon is about parenting children and yourself. It's about self-care and it's about taking care of the next generation. But in order to do that, we all have to be safe first and take care of ourselves and listen to the experts. We have to wash our hands 25 times an hour, which is what I've been doing. Um, Sam, I saw here, touched his face about 45 times. I can't stop. Yep. Um, so we need to stop doing that. We need to we need to stop making love with strangers, which is a real shame. Mm. But that is, if you recall from the beginning of the story, how I got dengue fever. Uh, and I can tell you right now, okay, that I'm going to start self-isolating and masturbating until I feel better because I love my body 
And the human condition, as we all know, must not apologize for it. Do you have Sometimes. anything? Sometimes. Occasionally, it should. It really should. Do you have anything to add? Nothing other than that. Other than um, yeah, everyone out there, stay safe. Try and. Uh, Avoid contact and wash your hands a lot, and we should all be okay. Listen to my podcast dropping April 6th, uh, wherever podcasts are heard. And in the meantime, try not to freak out. Don't listen to the schmuck in the White House, and maybe just freak out a little.